Hi, everyone. My name is Michael Bowman. Welcome to the Christ Church Podcast. if you can believe it because I barely am holding on here <laughs> it's it's already 2022 I mean really really it's it's 2022 it's the year 2022 think about that wasn't it just I, I mean really I feel like it was just 2020 I cannot believe oh, it's hard for me to believe it's already 2022 so happy new year <laughs> when did we get here Oh, well, either way, either way, we're here now. We're here now. So happy new year. Happy 2022 to you. I know we've kind of gotten into the new year a little bit. I hope it's starting off well for you. Um, Normally, normally the beginning of each new year uh, comes with a list that people create for themselves, a list that they'd like to, to check off as they go about their year. We call this a list of resolutions, New Year's resolutions. Uh, before we continue here, have any of you put those, put a list like this together, put some put some resolutions down on some paper, some things that you uh, hope to achieve this year, or, you know, may- mainly they often go like this, right? They're often like health related, or maybe it's just America, I don't know, but they're often health related. Like, I'm going to go to the gym more, I'm going to start working out, I'm going to start running, uh, and I'm really going to stick to it this time. I'm going to eat less sugar, less dessert, less ice cream. I'm going to be healthier. For some reason, most people's resolutions sound a lot like that. But but, but, but there are resolutions that sound like this. I'm going to start going to church more. I'm going to get more involved. I'm going to join a small group. I'm going to start volunteering. I'm going to start giving back. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, because it's a new year. New year, new me. Isn't that how? (laughs) That's funny to say out loud. New year, new me. Isn't that how the saying goes? Well, quickly, let me say this. Let me just, let me clear this up. I'm not picking on New Year's resolutions, and I'm not picking on anyone who may or may not uh, create a list of New Year's resolutions. I think goals are great. I am an achiever myself, so writing things down on paper and checking them off feels incredible to me. So I'm not making fun of you if this is you who does a New Year's resolution or more every single year and attempts to stick to it, more power to you. That's awesome. What I am trying to do, though, is I'm trying to illustrate a point here. See, the beginning of a new year often becomes a time where we try to uh, I'll say it this way, where we try to take on more. I mean, really, this is the time of year where we attempt to take on more. It often becomes a season of our life where we start to ramp things up. For whatever reason, we feel like at the beginning of a new year, we need to start adding more and more and more to our already overcrowded and busy schedules, to put another thing on our plate, to create another set of achievements to strive for. We start speeding up. I mean, think about it. We buy a new planner and we attempt to fill every single time slot of every single page. I know that I'm not the only individual to have noticed this 
at the beginning of every single year. <laughs> I can't be. But uh, fair warning here, we're about to go there. Yeah, there. So if you're enjoying a nice cup of coffee right now, if you're on a lovely walk on a beautiful day or in the car on the way to work, this is the warning. We are about to add another layer to this. And uh, it can be uncomfortable. So I guess I just want to give you that warning ahead of time. <laughs> I'll laugh to, to make it feel lighter. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uncomfortable. Whatever. Here's, here's the layer I want to really get into. Because it's not just New Year's resolutions. That's not the only thing that comes with a new year. Um, but a new year, and, and especially so these past couple of years. It doesn't just come with a set of, you know, self-improvement goals that we create for ourselves. But a new year also can come with it or comes with it or at least can come with it. Some grief. Maybe even some grief that we didn't even know that we were carrying. Some grief about how things are in our world. I mean, think about it, especially the past couple of years, right? A global pandemic still here. We know a lot more now, so there's some hope. We're still in a global pandem pandemic, though. There's some grief to carry with that. There have been a lot of infections and a lot of lives lost to this COVID, as we know it. There's some grief with that, really. Racism that still exists, very much so in our country, not just in individuals, but the systems that we've built this country on. Hatred violence, division, uncertainty, death, fear, plans that did not work out for us, family troubles, unrest of all kinds. We come into our new year realizing that things may not be all that great. And maybe we just couldn't look at it for some time, or maybe it was just overwhelming, but we realize at the beginning of a new year that we've been carrying with us some really heavy grief. We may find ourselves actually grieving. And on the other side, let me just flip the coin to a more positive note for a moment here. A new year also brings with it a lot of hope, or at least it can. For some of us, the new year is truly, it really is a new beginning. It can truly feel like a new beginning. That's why we say things like new year, new me. This is going to be the year where everything can change. The pandemic can end. Racism might actually be um, a thing of the past, like really, not just written in our history books, but like maybe we can work towards it not, no longer being a thing. Hatred can come to an end. Violence can come to an end. Division maybe can become unity. Uncertainty can get some answers. Death, fear, plans that didn't work out, the unrest, everything that we've named. This is the year where it could all change. So we come into the new year not only grieving, but maybe we even come into the new year with some hope that things could really change. And some of us feel the weight of all of this and are overwhelmed and simply want to crawl back into bed. And then on the other side, some of us see what's going on in and around us, um, and we can see this as another opportunity or another thing that we can add to our list of resolutions that we will do this year. It's another box to tick. Let me pause because I'm sure I'm not the only one whose head is spinning right now or whose chest is tightening up simply thinking about all of this. <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. Okay, it's really overwhelming. 
So this is what I want to say to you, Christchurch. Here at the beginning of a new year, 2022. Slow down. Slow down. The prophet, you may have heard of him, Jeremiah, had a pretty difficult life as a prophet, which isn't saying much because most prophets do have what we would call a difficult life. Jeremiah is often remembered, you might, you might remember him as such, as the weeping prophet. If you read the book of Jeremiah or even Lamentations, which is also attributed to him, you will see flowing from the pages a man who is greatly distressed, who's wrestling with depression and even suicidal thoughts. Jeremiah faced persecution from all sides. He was attacked and he was beaten up. He was thrown into jail. He had his life threatened. He was opposed by other false prophets. And he was even thrown into a well and left for dead. Why? Well, the really simple answer is because he was a prophet of Yahweh. He was a prophet of God. And frankly, this is how the true prophets of God were treated. The words, that is the very words of God, were not always received all that well. In fact, the capital W here, word of God himself, would not be received all that well either. So God shared with Jeremiah that before the Lord even formed him in his mother's womb, God knew him. God consecrated him and appointed him to be one of his prophets to Israel and to the nations. God told Jeremiah to not be afraid of anyone that he is sent to, for God would deliver him. His message that God will give him would be filled with both judgment and hope. We shouldn't lose sight of that. Jeremiah was to reveal to the people of Israel that or rather, Jeremiah was to reveal to the people of Israel what they could not see themselves. See, the people of Israel had broken their covenant with God. The, the very people of God had begun to worship other gods. There was rampant social injustice taking place within their own community. The leaders of Israel, that is their priests, their kings, even their prophets, had become corrupt and had abandoned the Torah and their God. The vulnerable were being taken advantage of and or neglected in their midst. And within this whole section of about 24 chapters in the book of Jeremiah, we see God speak through Jeremiah, his prophet, again and say this. This is in chapter 6, so kind of early on. He has a message for Jeremiah to deliver, and it's these words. To the people of Israel, Jeremiah stands up and says, Stand at the crossroads and look, and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies, and walk in it and find rest for your souls. The people of Israel have essentially stopped walking in the way of their God, breaking the covenant, and even persecuting God's true prophets. So again, God says to them through the prophet Jeremiah, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Stand. Look for the ancient paths 
the good way. Walk. Walk in this good way. Find rest. What an interesting command. Stand. That is, stop where you are. Stop moving. Be still. Look. Open your eyes. Pay attention to your surroundings. See what and who are around you. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask to have revealed to you the ways of old, the well-traveled paths of the saints who have come before you, for this is where the good way, the way of God, lies. Walk in this way. Start walking in the very way of God, entering into the things that God is doing. Move toward and move with the Lord. The way may look difficult, treacherous, lonely, scary. It may be something that you would have never expected, but rest assured, rest assured, God is with you and will never leave you. Remember, it is by the Holy Spirit and in the Spirit's power that you are walking. Walk in this way. This good way leads in one direction, to rest. Oh, don't we all need some rest? <laughs> in 2022, I need some rest. God shares through the prophet Jeremiah that in this way, you will find rest for your souls. Find rest for your soul. Okay. So here's why I say to you, slow down. Because this time of the year is when things really do begin to ramp up. This is the time of the year to add things to our calendars, to hope for all of the bad things of last year to go away, to simply just disappear. We start adding more and more to what we feel like we need to do. These lists of things, these goals that we need to achieve, we have to do all this stuff. So we add more and more stuff to our calendars, to our lists, to our um, boxes to tick off. And I want us to be mindful of the danger that lies in the waiting for us. See, listen, listen, this is, this is how I want to say that. None of these goals are necessarily bad. But what happens is when we start adding more and more stuff, we become unaware that there truly is a danger here. And what is that danger? Hurry. The danger is that we would become hurried. Dallas Willard once stated to a friend of his that hurry is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life in our day. I mean, out of all, all the things that Willard could have named, right? All the things and all the sins that we could name, all the cultural things that we could name, all the things we've seen on social media that we could name, right? Out of everything, Willard says that hurry, hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life in our day. Willard advised his friend to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Ronald Rollheiser, uh, author, Catholic priest, um, pushes a little bit deeper when he wrote this, and it's a long quote, so stay with me. Rollheiser writes, 
Today, a number of historical circumstances are blindly flowing together and accidentally conspiring to produce a climate within which it is difficult not just to think about God or to pray, but simply to have any interior depth whatsoever. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. Hang with me, the quote keeps going. It is not that we have anything against God, depth, and spirit. We would like this. It is just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad, more distracted than non-spiritual, and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are in the church. Rollheiser ends this quote by saying, pathological busyness, that's a, that's a term, pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness our major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Or just to remind you how Willard put it in a sentence, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. It leads to busyness, distraction, and restlessness, as Rollheiser states, our major blocks today within our spiritual lives. But friends, we are offered another way. We are offered a better way. Once more, hear how the Lord speaks through his prophet Jeremiah. Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Stand, look. For the ancient past, look for the good way, walk in this good way, find rest. That is my invitation to you here at the beginning of the new year. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Rid yourself of pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness. Recognize how distracted we've become. It's not that you're less spiritual or non-spiritual. We've, be just, we've simply become distracted by all the things that we've consumed our lives with, more things to add to our calendar, more more events to go to, more extracurricular activities, more uh, streaming services to subscribe to on our television sets, more, uh, I don't know, what else do you subscribe to? Newspapers online? There are so many things. I mean, look at your bank statements and see what your money is going towards. Is it the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall that have produced a fantasy life within us? To say that everything's okay, where we can kind of pretend for a little while. To, you know, where, where we recognize that, well, I guess my hope is that we would recognize, as Rollheiser says, that we're more busy than bad. That's not what it is. This is not a shaming podcast. We're all in this together. But to start off this new year, I want to offer a better way. We don't need to be distracted anymore, preoccupied, restless, hurried. The better way that we are offered is the good way. 
that we don't have to run through, but we can walk in. That won't tire us out, but instead will provide rest. And this better way is not necessarily a new way. It's an ancient way. It's, I would argue, the original way. And that first part of the invitation is how we start. Stand and look at what is being offered to you. So that is not only an invitation, but it's also a bit of what we aim to do going forward in this podcast. We are going to talk about that quote-unquote good way, which I'm going to argue is simply the way of Jesus. We're going to talk about some of the things that make up his way with hopes that we might walk in it together. So I've given you one invitation for this year, but let me give you an invitation for this podcast Would you join us as we endeavor to practice the way of Jesus? I hope you will. I hope you will. Grace and peace. 